It's Saturday, the 23rd week of 2020. And Star Wars actor John Boyega has done a rousing speech at a Black Lives Matter rally, proving once and for all that stormtroopers can actually hit their targets. Norway gets its just desserts as the sea declares war on the obnoxious country. And Australia has a new local legend. After local man tells Australian Premier to get off our lawn. And in completely unrelated news, welcome to the Shivers Regal Writers Club. Hit it! Hit Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you can let us <laughs> G'day everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Shivers Regal Writers Club. I'm Nathan and this is my good friend Sean Conway. And this is my good friend Nathan. I said that, but we did better than last week, so <laughs> let's we fucking roll with it. Yeah, fuck yeah, Nickelodeon, sign us up, bro. <laughs> oh shit. So straight away we fucked up. No, we're better. They don't need to know that we fucked up. <laughs> I think they can see it, Sean. They know from last week that we will fuck up. Well, you know what? We didn't fuck up. We've got a fresh glass of Shivers Regal. Cheers. Cheers to you at home. You at home. And uh, we've got a couple of amazing stories. Well, we've got at least one good story. Your story was pretty good. Mine is still undecided. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll take the compliment. I uh, actually hated my story, to be, to be honest, this week. I wrote it in a rush. I was under a lot of pressure and one hit, one go. Wanker. <laughs> Wanker. I didn't like your story either, but we'll get back to that in a bit. But, uh, and what was your story called? Uh, the mascot. The mascot. How can you go wrong? How can you go wrong? Well, without further ado, here is the first story of the Shivers Regal Rider, Riders Club, Nathan Hull's The Mascot. Hit it! <laughs> <laughs> I had been summoned to the general manager's office. A rare thing for a lowly team mascot, yet here I was, sitting outside his large office, trying to figure out whether this was a positive or potentially terrible thing for my career. Thinking back on the last week, what it was, good or bad, that I could have done to land myself waiting like a nervous schoolchild outside the principal's doors. You can go through now, the uninterested receptionist sighed, fiddling with her phone, not even taking the time to look up at me. Yeah, thanks, I replied before taking a deep breath and walking in to meet my fate. Upon entering the room, I shuffled nervously, waiting to be acknowledged before Mr. Grandioso finally told me to sit. Well, well, if it isn't everyone's favourite mascot, he said dismissively, lighting a large cigar and pouring himself a brandy. Make mine a double, I said with a laugh, trying to break the tension in the room. Mr. Grandioso just stared unimpressed at me before continuing. As you know, we are having a terrible season. We are 1-11 and making the finals is now almost impossible. Heads must roll! I wasn't entirely sure what this had to do with me as a mascot. I mean, all I did was run around in a large goat costume trying to draw some attention away from the team's terrible performance each week. So I put my fist to my chin and nodded importantly. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. I said hoping that maybe I was about to be given a raise from mascot to head coach. What can I help to do, Mr. Grandioso? I said, reaching into my pocket for a pen and notepad, trying to look as prepared and confident as I now assumed the other coaching candidates would look. Put that pen away, Manfred. I'm firing you, Mr. Grandioso sighed. What? 
Me? Firing me? I'm the only person who actually does what they're paid to do on game day, I yelled. This club's a fucking joke, a fucking shithole joke, I screamed, making my situation much worse than it already was. I leapt out of my chair and was tackled to the ground by two of Mr. Grandioso's assistants. Listen, you jabbering little cocksucker, he hissed. You think I don't know how bad this team performs? The amount of money I've invested into the most useless team in the history of this club, he continued. If it were up to me, I'd fire the lot of them. But after the pre-season promises made, the outrageous spending spree, the internal cover-ups, I need to at least galvanize the fans. So I'm placing the blame squarely on you. My head was spinning. A moment ago, I thought I was going to make the dream leap from mascot to coach, a feat only ever achieved once by Lucky the Dolphin in 1937. Now, however, I realized I'd lost everything. I was a patsy, a fall guy, a nobody. I slunk my way out of the stadium and over to the closest bar, where I found Terry the Turtle drinking alone. Usually during the season, I'd have no time to chat with our crosstown rivals mascot, but seeing as I was just fired, I sat at his table and over a few drinks explained my situation. During the course of the afternoon and a long chat, it came to light that many mascots were feeling displaced and abused, and one by one, we called the others, eventually coming up with a plan to not only claim justice, but also make us rich. The plan was simple. I would take two grand from each mascot and place a seemingly impossible bet that my ex-team would go on to win every remaining game, including the championship for the year. It was a $40,000 bet put on at 1,000 to 1 odds, a $40 million payday. And so for the remainder of the season, the plan was executed. Mascots would tamper with playbooks and equipment, disrupt practices, some even going as far as secretly injuring or poisoning star players. Doing whatever it took to ensure that our bet paid off. And so it did. We succeeded in fucking with the entire league and claiming a nice $2 million each. Not bad for a bunch of nobody mascots, once downtrodden and laughed at, we were now kings and I, I was the king goat. <laughs> yes, close the book. Perfect. And then I, we'll talk about it after. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good. I hope uh, I hope you dig that one. I'll, I'll, I'll add a few special effects, made it look a bit Twilight Zony. We talked about that last week. You yeah. hadn't seen it? Well, here's a nice little little visual for you to give you a hint. Yeah, and uh, you know, we thought we would try something different this week. We got a bit of feedback from a few people yeah. saying they'd like to actually hear the story because yeah. you're all very lazy and don't want to read. Yeah, we get it. You don't like reading, you <laughs> fucking weirdos. You, you want to write, you want to participate, you don't want to read, so we'll spoon feed you. Yeah. And I think I did pretty well considering that I've got no back teeth. You don't? Oh, yes, by the way, people, Sean had his teeth pulled out yesterday. Yeah, so I'm wearing the ice thing. pack. But enough about you. We just showed my story. We should probably talk about that. Otherwise, we're just going to... No, we showed your story. Now the rest of the podcast is about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, two narcissists, how would this work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what, what, tell us about it. I know you were like, under the pump this week to bust out a story, but I thought that was fucking awesome. Thank you, Sean. Um, yeah, so... I suppose it's just one of those weeks where things were kind of uh, stressing me out, not going right. And I was like, "Fuck! I need to write this story. I can't let Sean down. Uh, I can't. I don't really. Know I won't lie. You've already. Let down. You've let me down already. But well, we'll plenty of times in our life, I've let you down. But uh, yeah. So the mascot come out. It was sort of, I don't know, a story that sort of come to me. We've all had jobs where we've been fired or you've quit in sort of bad circumstances, and you just want to pretty much be like, "Well, fuck you," and succeed after that. And you know, that's kind of where that story came from. First time I got fired from a job, I worked at a scaffolding yard just around the corner from here. And in I, sunny O'Connor? In sunny O'Connor, and I cried. 
Really? I cried in the office, just like, what the fuck? I th- it just felt like a real personal attack. I haven't seen that sense of Sean before, so uh, I, I kind of wish I was to fly on the wall there. That would have been great. 19 year old Sean that didn't drink and was super wholesome. Uh, Very sensitive dude. Hadn't learned to drown your sorrows. Uh, didn't know how to emotionally deal with it without alcohol. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fair but enough. I got their money and yeah. Like, I haven't seen him since and I'm still a hold a grudge. So if you're watching this, go fuck yourself. Yeah, if you fired Sean, go fuck yourself. I second that. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to take a name out of a hat to figure out which one I'm talking about. I've been fired from a couple of jobs. But if you know who I'm talking about, fuck you. See, I usually quit in bad circumstances. I don't get fired. I know I'm going to get fired and do something outrageous and walk that's out what the I sh- That's what I should have done. It was like, fuck you. I quit. We just fired you. Ah, fuck off. My first job ever was as a trolley boy. And uh, they made me work St. Pat's Day. I said I didn't want to. So I showed up drunk. And I pushed a large thing of trolleys into a window and left. <laughs> okay, fuck. I get it, you don't cry after being fired like I do. I may have cried that night. <laughs> yeah, but that was probably the whiskey. It was definitely the whiskey. <laughs> no, and uh, what about uh, subconsciously? Was there any co- subconscious? I guess we kind of talked about it. Yeah, well, I mean, consciously was the, 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 the thought of that, you know, like when you when you quit, you sort of want to yeah. fucking, or get fired, you want to put up the man, sort of like, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to succeed and do better than you'd ever imagine. Subconsciously, I think the whole easy money thing comes from I just want to win the lotto oh, fuck or yeah. get lucky like I don't want to work hard the rest of my life I'm very lazy well see this is where I had a problem with your story yep because on a subconscious level I think you're having a dig at me because <laughs> we're both Docker supporters and in 2013 I did a short film for the Fremantle Dockers called The Unsung Docker uh, where I dressed up as the Fremantle Docker's mascot this is true. Uh, we also lost the grand final, and I think that you're the boss, Mr. Uh, Grandioso. Mr. Grandioso, and you're him, and I'm the poor mascot that you're berating. And I think you still hold a grudge seven years later that the fact that the Dockers didn't win the 2013 grand final, you've put that on me. Well, like it, it was is your fault. fault. And Fuck if off. anyone out there watching, it is Sean's fault. Fuck off. I. Yes. You distracted the players from a very, very important season, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> How could they train properly with you hanging around? I mean, seriously, come on. Yeah, especially with my fat rolling out of the fucking, <laughs> out of the jersey. They didn't think that to train hard that I was. Look at us Adonis' compared that, to the average man. That was kind of my beef with your story. I thought it was a personal attack, which if, if that's what we're doing now, I've got a lot of juice on you, mate. So this might come back <laughs> tenfold on you, brother. Well, uh, to be honest, it wasn't a personal attack on Sean, although... I think we should start something with this. I think we should go keep the cat. Let's just call that the first shot fired and we'll fucking we'll roll with it. I think this might end in violence. By the 10th episode, we'll be doing episodes with black eyes and fucking no teeth. We're halfway there already. As long as we film it, I'm sure people will want to watch it. There, there, it might be a whole new podcast. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So I reckon... Yeah, is there anything else you want to add to your story? I mean, there's probably... Oh, like I say, it was done in a rush. I didn't put yeah. a lot of thought into it. I've sort of... That's just how it come out. Um, I like so how two really... million dollars is like your dream of the lotto. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of stuck in, I think like 1995 when it comes to financial <laughs> sums like. Yeah, you get a house for 38 grand. Yeah, yeah, like I've, I've never made more than, you know, 45 grand in a tax year yeah. uh, on the books. Um, 
I say I'm lazy. I actually work harder. Just make Sweet. bad choices. That's a great uh, time to mention that we will be launching our Patreon account. <laughs> so make sure to sponsor us and get us more than forty-five grand a year. That would be fantastic. I'll, I'll be forever in debt to all of you, and there'll be yeah. Just, I, won't, I won't know who you are. Just fucking do it. No, you, we will. We will. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we will. We yeah. love every single one of our viewers. Yeah. Once the fans get on board, if you pay, we'll be your friend. <laughs> you could even hang out with us for an episode. Probably, no, fuck it, you'll probably ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be great. Uh, but uh, are we ready to get on to my story? I don't know, Sean, are we? I think so. It's about I, you today, Sean. It is. Uh, no, so my story is called uh, The Menacing Eyes. And ready? Here it is. <laughs> Freshly squeezed orange juice, beans, mushroom, eggs, and a stack of bacon drizzled in maple syrup. This was a regular breakfast for the farmer, which is why he's bulging out of the side of his overalls. Despite his size, the farmer is an unassuming man, living alone miles away in the backwoods, only making the trip to town to sell his wares. The varon, the last of his breakfast feast, that could easily feed a family of four. Oblivious to the fact that he had menacing eyes staring at him with murderous intent only a few short steps away. The farmer slurped down the last of his orange juice and set out for a hard day of work in the fields, unaware that today will be his last day working in those fields. If the onlooker with those menacing eyes has his way. It was time for the farmer to park up his plough and enjoy a well-deserved lunch. Nothing exciting. Just a white bread sandwich with way too much bacon and a drizzle of homemade barbecue sauce made from a recipe passed down from his grandmother. Sitting on his plough and tapping his foot to the beat of Waylon Jennings and enjoying his heart attack in a sandwich lunch. Blissfully unaware of the danger that lay ahead as the beholder of those menacing eyes spied on the farmer from a distance. The farmer finished his lunch and went about the remaining chores for the day. He fed the chickens, he fed the cows, he fed the sheep, and even had time to change the shoes on his beloved horse, Bo. One last job before the farmer could call it a day, and that was to feed the pigs their gruel. He wouldn't feed the pigs any old gruel, because these weren't regular old pigs. These were Blue Ribbon award-winning pigs. The farmer would spend hours cooking and refining his gruel recipe until he had the perfect concoction. The farmer walked over to the barn to retrieve his gold star gruel for his gold star pigs. But on his short journey, the farmer stopped. He had a peculiar feeling he was being watched. A strange sense for the farmer who lived alone on an isolated farm miles from town. The farmer looked around and saw nothing out of the ordinary. He paused for a moment before he chuckled to himself. Paranoid thoughts were a very rare occurrence for the level-headed farmer. But the farmer wasn't being paranoid. He was indeed being watched by menacing eyes that had murderous intent. Collecting the gruel from the barn and still humoured by his bout of paranoia, the farmer pulled up to the pigsty in his 1955 Ford pickup truck. The farmer, despite being level-headed, had a collection of strange theories. He believed playing loud music for the pigs comforted them and made the meat taste better. A strange theory indeed, but who's to argue with his logic considering how many blue ribbons he had won? Despite 
his tiring body, the farmer still had a pep in his step as he enjoyed the music along with the pigs. He poured the gruel he took such pride in into the metal trough. The sound of the farmer's home cooking hitting the metal trough set the hungry pigs into a frenzy, bashing and crashing past the farmer. The pain was unbearable, but he managed to crawl through the wet mud that was a mix of dirt and pig shit and lean his broken body against the chicken wire fence so he could see the extent of the damage to his legs. The sense that he was being watched overcome the farmer once again, he was now face to face with those menacing eyes that had murderous intent, that had been watching the farmer since breakfast. The eyes all too familiar to the farmer. They were the eyes of Hog Brady, the farm had grown to love this runt of a pig over the years, even though he wasn't a blue ribbon pig. But Hog Brady, though, he had no love for the farmer. Watching him for years and years routinely butcher his family and friends and devour their corpses. And for what? A few blue ribbons from the county fair? This did not sit well with Hog Brady at all. He has waited years for the opportunity to exact his revenge on the butcherous farmer. He was going to enjoy feasting on the farmer, starting with his mutilated legs. The farmer punched and screamed at Hog Brady as hard as he could, but he was no match for his vengeful foe. The punches and the screaming only forced Hog Brady to consume the farmer fast. The other pigs, on the other hand, have devoured their gruel, and with their appetites not yet met, the farmer looked like a plentiful dessert. The pigs made easy work of the farmer as they feasted on his flesh as they enjoyed the soothing melodies of Tammy Wynette blaring from the pickup truck. It only took a few short minutes for the farmer to be no more. Spending hours and hours perfecting a recipe for his blue ribbon winning pigs. But it would be the farmer himself who would become a five star feast for his five star pigs. Yeah. yeah. So we're back. That was uh, Sean's story. Yeah. Um, just quickly, if it feels like we're rushing this a bit, we kind of used up all our studio time doing those takes to get these stories right. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed my version of the uh, the Twilight Zone. I liked it. The black and white gave it a bit more artistic merit. But yeah. hopefully you enjoyed that story. What do you think? I liked your story, Sean. It, uh, it had everything I like. It had pigs eating people. Like, yeah. how, how can you go wrong? See, I... I like the idea. I thought it would be funny if I had uh, a character called Hog Brady doing a really horrific eating a farmer. I thought people would still see the humour in a pig named Hog Brady eating a farmer. But then I just realised it was just a really gruesome act and probably no one gave a shit that the pig's name was Hog Brady. <laughs> yeah, that was a the, cute name for a pig. The, I actually really like the name. I think the name of the horse, uh, so the, the, oh, like the pig, sorry. The yeah. name of the horse is a completely another story. Yeah, that's Bo Jackson. Yeah. yeah. The name of the pig sort of, uh, it didn't really make him, you know, I, I wasn't more sympathetic to him because of the name. I was actually very sympathetic to the farmer. He sounded like a very good, wholesome guy. Yeah. Obviously in the pig's eyes, and this is the beauty of the world, he's the worst person ever. He's evil. Well, he's also probably the worst person to vegans. So I, I send this out, my stories out to a few close friends to get some feedback on like grammar and shit. 
Yeah, we say we don't care about grammar, but I do. Like well, I send it to people who don't have. I don't want to. Either, so. <laughs> yeah, also, you know. Um, uh, but she was like, uh, "Oh, we'll, I'd love to send this to all my vegan friends. So if you're a vegan watching my story, I hope you enjoyed." The farmer getting his just desserts. Just desserts. Yeah. Dairy-free just desserts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how does that work with vegans? I mean, the pig ate a person. I suppose that's okay. Because it's not a human eating oh, meat. Yeah, but that's, Animals are uh, allowed to. They're exempt from this rule. Yeah, they're fucking pigs. Yeah, they're like, pigs. They can eat whatever I, I learned this from when I was a teenager. Pigs are shady fucking animals, man. People have been... Uh, what's the word with the... Propaganda. Like, babe... Oh yeah, don't. I mean, watch Animal Farm if you want to. Animal Farm. Snatch. Snatch was really the uh, that monologue. Oh, Snatch yeah, where he talks yeah. about uh, pigs devouring people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it takes six minutes. <laughs> That's the reality of pigs. Yeah. Uh, they will, if given a chance, eat you. It happened not long ago, actually, in reality. Which is surprising that no vegans have been eating yet. That's probably why they target like calves and stuff. Remember the the. Well, they don't go on a free ravenous rabbit hogs do they they go on free little baby animals usually yeah like veal and shit but yeah i don't know i reckon a baby pig could take out an ankle or two. Oh yeah i mean no offense to vegans but they might be slightly easier to take down but they're usually quite fit and light framed from what i know so. oh so what you reckon pigs turn their nose up at of like oh, no, no, no no i think i think pigs would turn their nose up at us more and be like you're fast food you're you're gonna be horrible a vegan they're gonna be like you're a healthy snack and they're gonna be Pigs are health conscious, is what I'm getting. Oh, you think so? I do. I, I reckon that would look... Uh, <laughs> I'm back myself into a corner there, sorry. I thought you were saying, like, it's like uh, they're looking at vegans like they're like barbecue ribs with no meat on the bones. But they're looking at us like <laughs> that I could get stuck into. If you own a pig, uh, please write in what its thoughts were on this episode uh, and what we're saying now. We'd and like us, to know. And let us know his name. Especially if it's Hog Brady. Because I reckon, yeah. Well, I reckon if you could get a personality of the pig. Can we have a, well, we'll, have, we'll take a photo of your pig and we'll put it up next week if you send us a photo <laughs> of your pet pig. Oh, man, this is off topic. But did you see um, that NRL's got the cutouts? Oh, the, uh, the fans in the oh, stands? The fans? I did. And then someone sent in, uh, a few people brought photos of serial killers and put it in <laughs> and then I think they stopped it when someone sent in an Adolf Hitler <laughs> they, they were definitely asking for it <laughs> but uh yeah that was the conscious thing was I thought it was funny uh going back to my story uh I thought it was consciously it was just like I like the idea of uh unassuming things and people being grotesquely violent and describe it in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you did a fantastic yeah. job in that. And like I say, uh, the whole whole episode, I was sympathising with the farmer. He seemed like a good, wholesome guy. Yeah. Like, he didn't seem like... Like, you were going one or two ways with the the kind of uh, farmer who overindulges in things. But he was well, you know, likeable. That's why I kind of threw in a couple of Easter eggs. You know, like they do in Marvel movies. Like, numerous times he's eating, like, way too much too bacon. Much. Yeah. Well, eating too much bacon. Greedy, uh, yeah. you could say. So bad character for Trump. Oh yeah, there was a lot of religious seven deadly sins undertones in that. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna read. I don't think I've read my own story. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't know if I realised that, but uh, there was definitely a lot of lust. Is that yeah. a sin? Oh, lust. Yeah. Yeah, the way that he was looking at Bo Jackson, the horse, it was a bit fucking creepy. Jesus. The only animal he's ever loved. That's that is really weird, yeah. John. <laughs> yeah, fuck. The, what do you the, this farmer deserved to die. 
I don't even want to think of the subconscious reasons why. I think we should maybe move on and have a look at your drawing for this one, Sean. Oh, yeah, you got your drawing? I've got my drawing. Wait, let's see yours Good. first, because um, there's a couple of Easter eggs in this drawing as well. Yeah. So this is my drawing. Uh, it's a tablecloth with a knife and fork. I think I've nailed the knife and fork. The knife? <laughs> that, yeah, perfect. I've done menacing uh, in, like, letters. <laughs> <laughs> but in the M... Uh, in the E A I, I've put an actual I. And Artistic, then, very good. Yeah, and then I is spelt out in bacon. But I also <laughs> ran out of room on the plate, so I made the S out of tomato, <laughs> out of white tomato sauce. Oh, mayonnaise, maybe? That's... Mayonnaise and bacon. Uh, oh, this guy, he had an affair with his horse. He could go for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's a sicko. But yeah, um, I think what you're trying to allude at is uh, your salt and pepper shakers, the uh, black and white dicks. Yes. For salt and pepper. If a waiter come up to me at a restaurant and was like, "Salt, sir, pepper," I I would be disturbed. I wouldn't not eat my meal. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the salt and pepper shake is very suspect. <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, <laughs> I, I, th I thought. Well, I. Th that was, it was definitely another Easter egg, and I think I did it as like a, like, that you wouldn't know that I've drawn dicks <laughs> in it, so it was just like, oh, I wanted to mention up on the slide, like, hey, if you look carefully, the salt and pepper is uh, a couple of dicks. It's quite obvious. And yeah, it wasn't, no, it, was, <laughs> it, wasn't it wasn't even a secret Easter egg, it, secret Easter it was egg. just an egg. There's blatant dicks on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, I did that all with uh, blue, black, and red big pen. So which is your style? That's my style. Yes, Mr. Bick. Big style. So Bick sponsor Sean. He needs yeah. more pens. And I thought uh, uh, I'd wear the beanie to match the drawing. It's very red. Yeah, it is very red. Very I, red. But I like it, Sean. It suits, it suits your beard, which you're covering up with your uh, yeah. your cooler, whatever that. Oh, sad burns. Your, your sad burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my my Yeah, let's drawing. have a look at your story. We say my story, it's called a drawing. So I'm trying to I'm on drugs, man. I'm still recovering. You are? Well, yeah, good point. I literally got my teeth out <laughs> yesterday, so I'm a bit all over the The show. whole show is a bit of a That's probably why I mentioned the story of me crying after I got fired. Because <laughs> so I'm drugged up to the gills. I think it, it makes the viewers more... You know, you're more likeable now. I fucking love this pain, man. Well, yeah, I saw it. This was the only thing I liked about my story was the drawing. Uh, done in 2B, as I... Pencil, you know, your style. A piece of paper. Didn't use canvas this week because it's too expensive. Two B hole. Two B hole. Two B hole. That's going to be the name of my next story. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you can see, it's just all the mascots, pretty much running out of the tavern with fists full of money and throwing money in the air. And it kind of looks like a portrait of uh, Slipknot. <laughs> oh man, it kind of does. They, they sort of is a bit of creepiness to all the mascots. That, that, They're not very friendly looking the, mascots the at all. King Goat. Looks like a, it, it, not a goat. It looks like a, <laughs> no. I gave him little goat horns. It's the only reason you can it, tell he's a goat. Oh, you know what it kind of looks like is um, the little kids parade in, in the new Pet Cemetery movie, and they got all got those creepy masks on. I've not Mine's yet to see it. Watch the. I only saw the trailer. I'm just gonna go watch that scene. <laughs> just watch that two minute trailer, and then I'm gonna sue them in retrospect for stealing my <laughs> idea. My favourite bit is the elephant giving everyone the finger. By the way, I just. I didn't see the elephant. Uh, I'll pull it back up. 
The elephant giving everyone the finger in the. Oh, that's an elephant. That's an elephant. I thought that was a snake. No. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck is that an elephant? That's an elephant. Look, he's got little ears and trumpet. Uh, trunk. His name's Trumpet. How many more clues do you need, Sean? What kind of snake has a trunk? Well, if you look at this, this is a snake. This and then you've got, and then you've got that. The turtle yeah. is literally. Uh, Jack Skellington from A Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a creepy fucking drawing. Yeah. So, but, oh. you know, why not? That's the mood I was in this week. Nothing was nice. Man, you... I'm, I'm more, more worried about the subconsciousness <laughs> of that painting. This is why I'm very vague on the subconsciousness about my story. That's, that's a horror picture if I've ever seen it. It was supposed to be happy mascots as well. They're having a good time. <laughs> that is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen <laughs> I really should have had them parading out of the farm with the pig. <laughs> it looks like they've left the school. <laughs> this is the creepy. So yeah, I, I suppose on second but look, we did weird. like this a minute ago. See, this is what, this is what's weird is that like with my story, uh, I was kind of going for that Stephen Kingy. It came out more like R.L. Steiny, <laughs> but yours is just. Like a living embodiment of a Stephen King story. My story is quite a happy ending. Yeah. And yeah, the, yeah, it's creepy. Now that you say it, I'm, I'm on to next week. Hey, I'm, no, I'm, I'm ashamed. No, this, back to the picture. I'm <laughs> horrified at this picture now. You need to reflash it up now, if, or if it hasn't stayed up with the video, Man, YouTube, video magic. YouTube might pull this off, <laughs> off YouTube for fucking breaking the censorship. Was that little rules? fucking uh, guy who was popping up on kids things a while ago? Oh, no, that, yeah, the... Yeah, it's uh, that, this is what this is. Yeah, Doku or some shit Yeah, like some that. weird yeah. shit. And it was like the bird-faced lady. Yeah, and pretty much belongs in there. If oh, she probably couldn't make the cut and how scary that fucking painting is. So, um, what is it, a Goosebumps character? <laughs> oh, I'm suiting your R.L. Stein style, you know, like, come on. But uh, I suppose we should probably, uh, are we going to have a look at 99 words story sent in or are we going to... And we'll also have next week's topic after you read yours. Have read you mine? Fun? Yeah, I do have my phone. A bit of video magic here. Yeah, or... Fuck. I just completely <laughs> fucked that up. We're fucked from the first one. I know, hey. Yeah. Um, should I restart that? Are we gonna, yeah, go, 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 go okay, We're going to edit that out. Yeah. I only snuck down here to get a bit of peace. You know how it is when you're the chubby guy with the sandwich, dripping with all the artery clogging deliciousness you love. People stare, they can't help it. But now, now I was stuck, trapped in this dungeon with no way out. I'm gonna die down here, or worse yet, be found alive and labeled something cruel like Joseph Schnitzel. Just shut up and eat me! My sandwich yelled, conveniently becoming a second character in this story. <laughs> Fuck it, I thought. This sandwich is worth it. <laughs> Does that work as a second I'll, character? I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that'd be controversial of the sandwich being character. I thought, man, I thought you were gonna go down when you said he was stuck in a dungeon. I, I thought, like, like you know how Winnie the Pooh used to always get stuck in holes. <laughs> I thought that was the angle you were going for. So my my topic, uh, I actually like that. This. Thank you, Sean. But I've been watching, I've been on some weird rabbit holes on YouTube, and uh, Sesame <laughs> Street's one of them. So the talking sandwich. <laughs> You know, really tickled a soft spot. I'm for slightly me. worried about your mental state at the moment. <laughs> so uh, my my topic was um, uh, fighter in the casino, but my story 
is called Good Luck Charm. Uh, no thank you, said the stranger at the blackjack table. What was wrong with this casino? No one wanted to fight. I'll fight you, said a soft mousy whisper. The woman looked as heavenly as she sounded, but as fierce as Joan of Arc, not in my wildest dreams could I swing at such beauty. Get away from me, you dumb bitch. My mouth screamed while her eyes looked with lust. A large burly man with clenched fist came to her defence. Everyone has their good luck charms, and I think this little lady might be mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, I mean, fight a casino, it works. He's got all the charm of a normal guy who fights. Three, three, three characters. Three characters. Three characters. No, four. And the stranger at Black Tech Table, the fight of the woman and the fat belly. And the misogyny of a casino. Get away from me, you uh, dumb bitch. It's pretty much where the story started. <laughs> And then I kind of just spread it out from there. Charming game. <laughs> oh man, it was a great. That was my favourite story to write. <laughs> but oh, I mean, you just need to go to Burswood on a, any weeknight. Oh and fuck just it. Pretty much sketch out. I, I PG'd it down from, from, from the dialogue you hear at the fucking Burswood Casino. Oh. So yeah. So I hope uh, we're not going to have a vote, but like, if you if you liked. Uh, holes on mine better or if you liked uh, the entries better than ours let us know let us know and we'll tell you to go fuck yourself on the air but you can't talk about fat guy in a dungeon or the fire or casino that was this week and now we've got next week's next week's alright right. I still don't know Ooh. which one's which okay me neither actually so I'll give you mine And then we take one for ourselves. That's a lot smoother than last week. Yeah. If anything, we at least improved that. <laughs> Just unwrapping it's going to be the hard part. So. <laughs> well, that's a good location. Ooh. This is going to be hard. Yours is going to be hard. <laughs> What's yours? I have an author at a disco. <laughs> I wrote these all by hand and mine's a fisherman. Spelled fish A-man. <laughs> so my, <laughs> mine's, mine is fisherman in a time machine. Ooh. There's a lot of, a Man, lot of things there. Like a good Bermuda Triangle. I think we got a better... Bizarre mix this week. Yeah, this is some. Uh, is who's the author that uh, your brother got me onto? The Simpsons writer. Oh, uh, John Schwartzwater. Yeah, I, I think I might have to read a couple of his. Disco. Fuck yeah! Or <laughs> oh, the fisherman in the. Uh, oh, the time, the, yeah, 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 the time machine. Yeah, that's very, very relevant. Yeah, man. So, I might have to read a bit of his work to uh, get a bit inspired. If you don't know what we're talking about? Go check out John Schwartzwater's oh, books. Man. They're fucking ridiculous. Hilarious. I mean, not as hilarious as uh, get away from me, you dumb bitch. <laughs> it's still, still pretty good. But uh, I think that's that's us for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, hope, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed today a lot better than last week. You were yeah. a real cunt last week. Thanks. That's what I go for. I was just maybe you're a cunt every week. It's I, just I the am. antibiotics that I'm yeah, on for yeah, my teeth. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, nah, hell's not that bad. Just add burns and blocking your ears. A bit, <laughs> <laughs> bit of extra, bit of protection, bit of padding. But uh, 
So yeah, I hope you enjoyed episode two. We'll be back next week, unless Sean's dumb bitching gets us cancelled forever. Um, yeah, make sure to let tongue in cheek people remember everything's a joke. We're not like that. Yeah, and make sure to let your fucked up stories fly and have a couple of glasses of civil regal on us. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Peace. Uh, I've got a great idea for you. Uh, if you love the podcast, make sure to like us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we've got a Patreon started. And most importantly of all, all our stories will be going on Tumblr. Peace.